passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Still good by one. Don't ever drive, man. Don't come see you. Don't fall asleep on the gate out back. Keep coming top here. Keep coming. Keep coming. Bottom three. Bottom three wide. Go, 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 go. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of this six cup car this weekend. It's a lighthouse this weekend. Well, yeah, today. I mean, he's kind of here. What's, <laughs> he's uh, kinda here. What's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace this weekend. Good to be back here, I'd say. TJ, usually I got Brett on my right and then TJ's on my uh, my wide right. Wide right? Is it too, wide, soon? Yeah. Is it too soon to say wide very, right? Yeah. Very oh, wide. Sorry, but now we have Brett live from, Are you? I'm assuming you're in Orlando, Florida. Is that true? Disney World has me held captive. Mickey Mouse will not let me leave this <laughs> place. Uh, I, I want to get out of here just as bad as y'all want me to be there. Trust me. So, uh, that's yeah, good. man, I, uh, I was down here, watched the race from down here, and uh, I was glad you guys got it in, man. I was worried about y'all for a little while. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. What's up? Hey, Casey, how are you? Hey, guys, Casey Vote here. First show of the 24, 2024 season. The 24 season. Um, and I would say the season has started off with a real bang. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God we have breaking news in the class world of they moved, they did something unprecedented, which I've seen people getting crap up to Bob Pockris and, and Jeff Gluck and Jordan and everybody else about using the same word unprecedented, but it was. Yeah, it was. Maybe you didn't even know what the word unprecedented means, I think but NASCAR I, has never, ever moved a race up an entire day to get us the hell out of there, and thank yeah. God they did. That might have been my favorite tweet of the season so far when Bob had to come back and be like, just... I, I, I don't know what else you want me to my say. Favorite like, Bob you- is, <laughs> my favorite Bob is ass. <laughs> yes. like, that's my favorite. Damn. Bob. Brett, I heard uh, I heard you had something you wanted to tweet, but you were saving it for the show about the race being moved up. Do we need to start that now? Well, I mean, look, I, I mean, look, NASCAR, they didn't really have a they didn't really have a choice here. But I was disagreeing with some people saying if we don't run the race now, we're gonna have to cancel it. NASCAR has in my lifetime never canceled a race. Now we've postponed a few. Uh, even postpone one from September all the way to Thanksgiving weekend, but we've never not been able to run a race. So could they have stuck around there and done it on Wednesday or Thursday? Yes. Would that have been ideal? Absolutely not. Not with all you guys have trying to get ready for, for Daytona, but man, um, just watching this race in general, 
uh, I was a big fan of this race moving to L.A. for year one. I mean, all three of us were there. We talked about it on this show, how how great the vibe was, how great the energy was, how we saw new fans in the stands. And for whatever reason, the buzzkill kind of come in last year, and obviously this year with the weather and everything else, it was a complete buzzkill. So watching that thing on TV, man, I was really missing the good old clash from Daytona. And we've seen races leave places before. I mean, we saw Darlington lose the Southern 500. We saw North Wilkesboro close down for 40 years, and we see NASCAR come back and make it right. I really hope when they revisit what to do with this race, they put it back where it started, which is in Daytona with pole sitters. And, man, that Guadalajara and Mexico City rumor that I saw y'all floating around, God bless y'all and have fun. I ain't going down there. <laughs> you know, I think that something that a lot of people didn't realize when NASCAR made this decision was, you know, and I didn't know about it until we got up on the, I say the roof, up on the top of the grandstands, the spot. Uh, supposedly the rumor was floating around that we had to be out of there by Tuesday. We ha- if we didn't race Tuesday, we were done because either one, the city wanted or, you know, I don't know if something was going on at the Coliseum or what the rumor I heard was Fox simply had to get out, break all their stuff down, get out of there in time to Super leave Bowl. and get to Daytona <clears throat> yeah. or the Super Bowl and, and set up. So, you know, if you're looking at it now, I don't know what the weather's like now. I know it rained all day there yesterday. It's probably yeah, still raining still there now. Flooding. You know, if you don't get in tomorrow, now we've wasted three days out there just to cancel the event. So, you know, it, it is what it is, and I don't know. I get it. You know, I've seen uh, Nick Payne had a friend that somebody that he reached out to him and text him, um, and they were upset because they were flying out Friday night for the race on Saturday. And, I'm sorry, Friday night, Saturday night for the race on – when the hell did we race? Sunday? Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, well, we raced Saturday. We're supposed to race Sunday night. Um, but, you know, he was upset because he had lo- he was probably going to have to eat or, or lo- eat a chunk of the $1,100 flight that he had. Well, I think that's still better than – Flying out there, now you got an extended room, you know, yeah. how many nights, three nights maybe as long as we might be there to Wednesday. And by the way, good luck getting a room because the Grammys were in town and I know our team was going to have to move over an hour away. So now you're going to have to do that, pay, you know, ridiculous fees if you stay downtown. So, I mean, I get it. It sucks that you had to, you know, you didn't miss the opportunity. But overall, in general, like Brett said, I don't think NASCAR had a choice. This is a decision they had yeah. to make. Yeah, so Brett... You know, you were very vocal about this when Saturday they originally closed the grandstands for fans. And then Ben Kennedy, you know, they did the right thing. They opened the grandstands up, um, made it free. Obviously, a, a big the buzz on Twitter was how empty the grandstands were. Like, what, you know, what do you think the penalty is, you know, when fans realizing, like, hey, we can come for free, watch the race – on Saturday, why didn't, didn't they show up? All right, that's a great question. And, and we boast that L.A. is our number one market. And if we can't get a free ticket to people, I mean, that's uh, – Casey, that's going to be the million-dollar question for me. That's why I said what I said a minute ago. You know, we saw some of the vibe from year one to year two go down. I know ticket sales were down. This year I've heard they were down even more. Obviously, we didn't get to see that on Sunday because we didn't race on the right day. Um, but I just think it's run its course here. I think the if the L.A. market is this important to us, as NASCAR says it is, then run a race that is not an exhibition race. Run a true race. Because, listen, man, Fontana, we sold out that place. And then we went through a run where nobody was there. And then at the end of Fontana's lifespan, people were back coming to the racetrack. I mean, we would get in traffic. We would stand in line at the elevators. And for whatever reason, this L.A. market buzz is gone. And I don't know how you get it back, but if L.A. is so important, we got to figure out a way to have a race that means something. We can't have, you know, the colleague racing teams and Joe Gibbs racing teams. And listen, RFK, 
the last couple of years. Like that's a really long ways to go to not even have a chance to race. And teams are not selling this for a premium dollar. This is not a big inventory item where sponsors are dying to come be a part of this. Most of the sponsorship that you see on these cars for this race are tied to a bigger package that they're buying where they're buying 10 or 12 cup primaries and they get this, the clash, you know, season kickoff as, as part of the deal. Uh, a lot of teams lose a lot of money to go out there to not even get a chance to race. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not for it. I think you should know in advance what's going to set you up to make the race. And in this situation, they didn't, they got out there and it completely changed. But if you're a chartered member, you're required to go to this race. You cannot not go. So you basically have to sign up to lose Fifty thousand to a hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars per team. That's a lot of money. Definitely a long way to to go to have a race like that where there's so many people going home. I, I'm I've always been a big fan of the Clash being at Daytona and it being strictly an exclusive event. You either win a pole or you're a past winner. If you're a past winner, I think those guys were in it for you know their entirety of their driving career. But um. Man, it, it was like something that you earned. You know, there was guys, I remember hearing some drivers talk about it, like it, it meant something to them if you were in the clash. Yeah. Just a little bit of, because you, you did something to earn it. You got out, you would get out and see these guys get out of the car on pit road after their qualifying lap and, and boast about, hey, well, now we're locked into clash for next year. The only problem I have with Daytona is, for one, this package sucks at plate races um, or drafting tracks, whatever the hell you want to call them now. I enjoy it. Two, two. <clears throat> The last so you know. races at the Clash sucked at Daytona. But I think that's because we had pit stops. You know, like, is there, everybody kind of rode around to the pit stop. Then we, we all pit in different groups, came out, and we were all spread out. The race got spread out. And unless you got a late caution, it never really got racy. So I think if you yeah, – I'm it was all too about much like, of a race, I, like ideally, a big race. Yeah, ideally, I think perfect, <clears throat> perfect you know, world, the Clash is at Daytona with – a package that works and it's a 25 lap race. You know, it's just, just cause there's, you know, there's no reason to have a clash where we just ride around forever. You know what I mean? Cause that's what it got to. You'd ride yeah. around single file to the pit stop. Yep. We'd all pit. Then the field would be spread out. And then if we didn't get a yep. caution, that's how it ran. There has to be urgency. Yeah. So you got to make it, you know, just make it a 25 lap dash to where these guys can't just ride around and hope to survive. And, 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 Unfortunately, we need a better package because I don't think it's packed. You know, right now you're not going to yeah. do anything. It's going to get too wide. I, and I would sacrifice. <clears throat> I would sacrifice the package being where it's at right now and still have the clash there because these guys are still good enough that you're still going to see the best of the best go out there and, and race. I'd rather see that than I would a pit stop race or anything else or a clash at, at, at I, like I, a I, LA or something. I just disagree that I think that if we had a 25 lap clash now, the front row wouldn't change the whole time unless we got cautions or pit stops. See, I think it'd be, I think it would change a little. I think Where? It'd be, how, that you, you can't get a third line going. So how, how mean, do you, how do you break them two up? But with a, with a short race, I do think there are things will, I think things will be a little bit, there'll be more, um, urgency to get there, so you can see a third line. We saw a third line we, the only a time, little bit at, at some other tracks. The only you know, time like, we see a third line of these plate races now is when people are saving fuel. That's the only time we see a third line come into play. At the end of that race last year, when everybody was gun ho, I made the mistake of trying at Daytona too. I made the mistake of you know here comes a little top line coming. I got up like we normally would, and every year past when the plate when the package was a little better, and normally that line would go. Once once everybody starts pushing and then bottom two lanes. The third lane cannot, you know, it can't, you know, maintain its distance with the with the top. Yeah, I mean, I, two. I would just, I would rather deal with that than I would any of the other options yeah, that you had. I right mean, there. that that racing was, uh, you know, I don't know that that like you said, you can't go across. Can't the have everything. You can't perfect. go across the country and send thirteen cars home. You know, I mean, there's got to be a better plan there, or or some kind of 
obviously they were they're in a bind this week, but the the last chance race, I don't know, whatever. But I, I, yeah. I agree that you can't you, you can't you can't convince me that you couldn't make time for a fifty lap last chance qualifier race and 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 the caution laps count, and then you go out there with the guys that didn't make it and give them opportunity to to actually get a race in in their equipment before the season starts because that's what everybody else is getting. But back to you guys' point. You know, the thing that used to really get me excited about the clash in Daytona is it got me excited for the Daytona 500. Whether I was working with a driver that was in that race or not in that race, we had gone down, we had, had practiced for the for the Daytona 500. You know, we were going to qualify the next day and we would watch the clash on that Saturday night. And if you were a driver in that race, great. If you weren't, the drivers were standing on top of haulers or up on the spotter stand watching the, watching the race. And we were getting pumped up because we knew what was coming next week, the duels, the Daytona 500. I don't know that we successfully created a lot of buzz for the Daytona 500 by doing what we just did. And that was one of the things that was going through my mind sitting at that bar is, man, I got excited about going to L.A. I got excited about working at the L.A. Coliseum. We watched a complete show that year. I mean, me and Freddie and our, our friend Doug, we were elbowing each other going, watch this guy. He's getting ready to dive bomb this guy and spin him out. I mean, like it was a complete disaster. Um, but I think it, I think it's just run its course three years later, and they're they're trying to figure out what to do. And to me, man, you're trying to get a new fan. We're gonna go to Mexico City, where we've always already been in Guadalajara. I really hope that rumor that uh, Jeff Gluck and Bianchi put out there was not true, because man, I do, I think that is the exact opposite way we need to be going. Yeah, I think two two things like going back to your 50 lap LCQ idea. In theory, yes, it's perfect. You know, you could probably have squeezed it in. But God forbid if we did that, and that because it was raining by the time I got to the airport. Oh yeah, you know, and that's an hour later because I I you know flushed around afterwards. But if God forbid we run that fifty lapper <laughs> and then we don't get the race in, now now we'd be the first ones on here going, "You guys are the biggest idiots in the world because we should have just got the race in." Oh well, too bad you didn't make it. But to your other point about the clash, it also gave you an opportunity to know who was going to be the guys to beat that week, I feel like. You know, you would see guys in the clash, and you go, oh, that guy's, that guy's got speed. You know, that, there'd be times where people would talk about, you know, is he going to run his clash car in the, in the 500 now or whatever, you know? So, uh, but, you know, that, that, that was just something else you'd lead into going, oh, look, you know, the, you know yeah. I remember the years Brad would win. You know, all the Dan Penske's cars are good again, you know, whatever. But, yeah, the, the, I just – I love the – I always love the idea of starting the week in – starting the season in Daytona, whether it was two weeks where we used to go for two weeks or even when they moved it back and we were only there for like a week with a clash on Sunday and then leading into everything else during the week. But I, I, mean, I still think the, the exclusivity of the clash being of the guys that have earned it. And even if even if there is a lot of fall leader, that's still going to be a race that we're going to watch. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in like Brett. TJ's said, get, right. Like, TJ's 100 percent right to get in the clash. You had to win a poll the previous year or you had, you had to be a champion to get into the all star race. You had to win a race or be a champion. And when we look back at those clash lineups, I mean, that was guys literally hanging it out, doing everything they could to sit on a pole to be in that event. And then, you know, Sprint got involved. TV got involved. We need the field to be bigger. Let's make everybody that made the chase last year, they automatically get a berth. Like, we we, we made it way too complicated. I say we go back to our origin and, and do exactly what TJ said. Make it exclusive. Make it elite. You are either a pole sitter or a champion if you're in this race. All the rest of you guys, tough Back to guys who maybe had a – great night not so great night obviously the dnq drivers were very much a surprise but you know looking at a chase briscoe a kyle bush blaney no surprise having a great day and then also like a ross chastain who who 
really struggled. Is that a surprise for you looking at this track? I mean, looking at great. I, I got say a question I... for y'all about Ross Chastain. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, I, I thought we couldn't. I thought we couldn't wreck people intentionally anymore. If we did, like we got fined, it was suspended, and all kind of stuff. Who do you wreck? Remember, remember, drivers have drivers have been coming on and lying, saying they didn't mean to wreck. We watched Priest do it last year. We watched other guys do it. And Ross basically said, "Yeah, I'm in direct Tyler Reddick. He ran in the back of me, and he made me mad." Like which which way are we going this year? And I'm not talking. I'm not MF and Ross here. I'm saying which way are we going to do this as a sanctioning body? Are we going to let these guys wreck each other on purpose and admit it, or are we going to do what we've been doing, which is wreck them on purpose and lie to us? Which well, one are we doing? Well, they got a day. They, they they don't announce stuff till tomorrow, all right? So now maybe you can talk them in. We have to drop this podcast early so you can talk them into throwing Ross in the jail. <laughs> I just want to know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm also glad that Ross is still on the don't give a <laughs> right. But but which one which one is it? His fans are we watching for? Ross was beeping his horn at me, trying to pull into the damn parking lot yesterday. He was his, he's, he don't he don't give a we were started early. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you talk about and one of the things that like I want to touch on, which I don't even know if it's I think I seen a tweet about it today, so it must be some kind of common knowledge. The decision that the twelve and the twenty teams made to run nineteen, sc- the, the nineteen do it also. Oh, yeah. They ran scuffs. Yeah, uh, some of these guys ran scuffs in that qualifying session, and and. and you know, obviously the 20 was top five pretty much all day in practice and then yeah. goes and misses the race. The 12 has to use a champion's provisional. And I, I just don't know the thought process there because obviously I know the idea was we were all running our best laps the last couple laps of each session. Yeah. Um, but then you noticed, you know, when you went out, like I noticed the first group, the first time we went out, the rotation of practice groups, we all ran our fastest lap the last lap of the race, the last lap of that session pretty much within the last five, you know, couple minutes. Um, but then when we came back for the second round of qualifying, I'm assuming we all had the same tires on. Did they get extra tires? Did they get tires for both rounds? Uh, yeah. I think oh, we did. Okay. So they were the same tires. So they I think scuffs. so. So I, I guess you're just hoping that that carries over. I assumed it was the same tires, but I was wrong as usual. Um, but you know, I mean, that's a hell of a risk to take, but I get it. You know, you're, you're running your best laps the last lap, but it just seemed like it took forever to get going. Well, that's why they pulled in. You saw some of them pull in in practice. Yes. Yeah, you know how they, yes, there was, they put 10 laps on their tires and they came in, but um, yeah, that was a risky call. It was a risky call, and it, and it burned them. You know, it, the twenty went home because of it. I was, we were up there watching, and I was texting with Brett at the same time. Like, you know, you're looking at the guys on the cut line, or who's like, you know, there's six cars in that last group, and who are the guys that are the, the bottom six? And you know, you're like, oh, the 19's gonna be in trouble because he's three from the bottom, and this one, like, and you're counting the cars. You're like, well, the 12's gonna get in easy, the 20's gonna get in easy, the 17 should be pretty good. And then none of them guys make it. The 12 gets a provisional, and you're like, holy cow, what the hell happened there? Yeah, Eric it, Jones, yeah, I mean, all of them. There was, a, there was a lot of good guys that went home. Suarez was another one um, that you that don't expect. You know, there's some of them that you expected, but, you know, the, there was a group that you were like, wow, what, what the hell happened here? I noticed a lot of them were in the second session. Did that make much of a difference? Uh, I, I wouldn't say a lot were in the second. A lot of them were in that very last session. That Sorry, very last, last session one, yes. never went out. Never that. Didn't. So I think it got better for the first three, and then it fell off after that because I think we caught it right on the downfall. Like we were the first group where it started getting because no one ran faster after us. Yeah, yeah, we we were I, we were the fourth group out of six. So I, I think we were pretty good. Our last our last lap was our best lap. So. We were we were in your group. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were in our practice group. I don't remember if you were. Yeah, in but our, we went in the in second group with the qualifying group. thing. Were you in yeah. the first one or the second one? Second group of qualifying. Yeah, so we were so in the same, same one. one yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. Um, Which I don't know where the hell Brad was. Like probably one of the bottom three <laughs> slowest cars on the track for practice, and then just go ahead and pulled. Did you cut through the infield or something? I, I must was. have. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to thirteenth on the board. I'm like, okay, but 
then I looked at the cars that were after us and the other groups, and I'm like, that's still going to be pretty rough. And then yeah. nobody beat us. Yeah. So, but looking back, Casey, who had a really good day, I would say from where we were, I'd tell, I'll, I'm going to say from practice, if you were to say here and said, Freddie, are they going to finish top eight? He'd say no. I'd say, yeah, they'd be the first eight on the plane. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, but to finish eighth, I think, you know, us coming out there with, with, with that is pretty damn good. Um, one Shout out to Justin that, Haley, man. That's what I, I was going to say, Justin I, Haley. I, obviously, he didn't get the finish that he wanted, but, man, to go out there and, and practice well, qualify well, run top seven, top eight, I mean, dude, hats off to, to him and what they've already done at Rick Ware Racing in a short amount of time. Now, the question becomes is what, what happens when we get to these big tracks because that's a place where the driver may be able to make up a little bit more of a difference. When we get to Daytona, if he qualifies a second, second and a half off the pole, it means they got a lot of work to do on 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 their restrictor plate stuff. But um, these next two weeks will be it'll be fun to watch him because he's a good drafter too, Freddie. Right? We've both been teammates with him. I've obviously spotted for him. Um, he, he is a sleeper going into these next two weeks on your fantasy guys for sure. And you know, I talked to because I was worried. You know, I saw the head speed. That, I mean, he, he qualified in the top ten, I think, locked in. You know, right there in, in his group. Um, and then obviously he was decent. I, he started having some troubles probably just before halfway, maybe started backing up a little bit. And then he kind of maintained, I don't know, 10th, 12th, it seemed like, for a good portion of the race. And then he, yeah. blew, and then he blew up. So he I took was, the outside on a restart, and he couldn't get down. He lost a lot of traction on one restart. And, but other than that, he was – I mean, he really solid run. Yeah, I was, but I was worried when I seen him blow up. Like, is this what the trend's going to be? Like, all right, now you're going to run better. You're going to have a little bit of speed, but now durability becomes an issue. And is this a product of – you know, Rick Ware stuff or what, you know, because I didn't know what happened. I, I just, yeah, I'm broke, not sure you know. what happened. And I talked to him after the race and he said he, they blew an engine and it was a, a, a Roush, you know, plan A engine is just, you know, something, one of those things that happens. So, you know, hopefully that going forward, like Brett said, he should be, you know, they're obviously going to be in the race. They'll qualify. Hopefully you see some speed in qualifying and then Justin can get up there and, and, and play around everybody a little bit. But yeah, it was awesome to see him do that. And I'll, t- I'll tell you who I think had, he didn't have the result he wanted, but somebody that had the, I think the best night was Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs was a missile. You know, if he doesn't blow the entry on uh, 10 to go restart, he's dominating that race. Um, uh, you know, he, he would fall back a little bit. And then every time I looked up, everybody was in a pack except, you know, the 54 was gone. So, I, you know, that might be a foreshadowing of things to come. I think Ty started to come on at the end of last year. And, and you might see some really good things at him this year because that kid's got – he's talented, very talented. He's got a lot of speed. And, you know, you still see some – we'll talk about later, I'm sure, with Joey. But, you know, you still see some some tendencies of, you know, maybe making mistakes here and there. But but he's got plenty yeah. of speed to get it done. I, I, I noticed that whenever, you know, Denny got around him, he was, going, he was going to get back around Denny, but he made mistakes. And instead of driving at a, a 9 out of 10, he was driving in an 11 out of 10, and he got loose into one, I think and slid up the racetrack and that was it from there. But he was, um, he was fast, really fast and just still needs the, a little bit of just keep your, you know, stay calm, you know, finesse. And, um, but other than that, he was, he had a really great weekend. Yeah. Shout out to Dirty Mo Media family member, Denny Hamlin on the clash win. Of course, I'm curious to see how many times he'll say that he beat his favorite. Our yeah, we're gonna have to come up. Driver. We're gonna have to come up with a new line. That, yeah, I mean that was cool at Bristol. I think it was. I think it was kind of cheesy. All twenty-one of them. Talk to your, <laughs> t- yeah, talk you to your boss. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start something new there. But unless, I hope that's not like I know he's got like a new T-shirt coming out or something. I hope that's not the. Hey, D- Denny Hamlin had the best quote I've maybe ever heard in NASCAR history on the opening of the Netflix show, and I, I'm I'm gonna paraphrase it, but he basically said, "I can walk onto a golf course and I can birdie a hole at Jordan Spieth." 
you know, doesn't birdie, or I can walk into a gym and make a three-pointer that Michael Jordan misses, but under no circumstances, any other athlete from our sport, any other athlete outside of our sport going to ever get in my race car and go faster. And I think when I have a tough time, you know, explaining to people what NASCAR is and what NASCAR drivers are, I think I'm going to use that quote from now on because he hit the nail on the head. There isn't an athlete in any other sport that's going to come in and get in his car and go faster. So uh, it's cool to see him featured. Obviously, I've known Denny a very long time. Cool to see him featured in, in that Netflix piece. I felt like him and Joy Logano were awesome ambassadors for our sport. You know, I, I look back, um, and, and this was an unfortunate situation, but we became the biggest we've ever been. When Dale Earnhardt died in 2001, it made Dale Jr. Elvis Presley overnight. I mean, TJ was around him far more than I were, but man, we went to Steak and Shake in Daytona Beach on an off week, and all the kitchen employees were on their cell phones calling their buddies. By the time we left there, there was three, four hundred people there to see Dale Jr. because that's how big the sport was. Dale Jarrett was on every UPS commercial in the country. Uh, I feel like this is another opportunity for us to kind of downshift and get a lot of momentum because if we keep talking about wanting to do things for new fans. Well, man, being top 10 in Netflix is certainly going to do that. I mean, look what it did to F1 here in America. So I don't know how they take and, and, and bottle that up and, and figure out how to, to grow it from there. But, Casey, I'm sure you've seen some of the promos if you haven't seen the whole show. like That, that show is very, very well done. I know there's some back and forth. Obviously, the show has done is doing great for the sport. I know fans are a little frustrated with who it might focus on. I think we've seen a few tweets on, like, why they've only focused on certain drivers. What do you guys think about that? I think that's the new fan. I think that's the whole advantage to the new fan, right? If, if we've got an existing fan that's upset that their driver isn't on there, that's okay. They're still watching it. What we really are after here, though, is the new fan and expose them to, you know, how great our sport is, how our athletes are, how they treat each other, how they race each other. So I don't have a problem with a fan being upset his favorite driver isn't on there. The reality is, get in the championship conversation and your guy will be on there because that's who to me, and I'm only two episodes in, that's to me who it looks like they're highlighting, Freddie. Yeah, you know, well, you know, there's going to be guys a year, but by the time you get done with it here in a couple of weeks, uh, the, the, you know, there's not, there's some guys that kind of get left out completely. Um, and, you know, I think that obviously you're going to focus on certain guys and you're going to see how it goes. Like the beginning part of it, like you've already seen two episodes. So it kind of focuses, the first episode is on, Bubba and some of the guys that are on the bubble trying to race in a Daytona. But at the same time, Denny even talked about it on the podcast he did right after the release of the show. He knew what this show was going to be. So not only did he grant, he grant unprecedented access to himself, he did it to his race team. And, I mean, them guys followed us around for, for weeks, you know, and, and they were in meetings. They were in the meetings in the, right before the race. And I'm sure they had an understanding with the race team that, listen, if there's something we want you to stop filming, we're going to stop. But up, up until then, you have unprecedented access that I've never seen before. With I mean, even we did – I've done two shows with Bubba back what Petty Days and back when we did the first Netflix show where they weren't in any of these meetings. You know, they were – I mean, they were in a couple of comp meetings, but they weren't like they were with the Netflix guys at the track in your face. And that was just – and I know – Brad had said that that wasn't an option to them. Well, obviously, you can't cover everybody like that. You know, if you're going to all these meetings, I don't know how many film crews you got. Um, so if, they, if, if you're doing all 2311 stuff, you can't do both or whatnot. But you see through, throughout the show that the teams that opened their doors to them were the ones that they kind of focused on. And they, they got a lot of access to Danny and them guys. And, I mean, you look at Danny. They're in uh, Molly's bedroom. 
<laughs> at one point. You know, I don't think you're going to be in Rick Hendrick's daughter's bedroom or, or you know what I mean? So, um, you know, Danny was the one that opened his doors to them and was willing to grant them unlimited access. And I'm sure other guys would have done it, but I'm sure there's other ones. You know, I'm sure Hendrick Motorsports is probably a little more guarded with what they had going on. I'm sure that I feel like that offer was probably extended to them, you know, because these are the guys you could see the one interview with Bell. They're like, you know, they, they kind of made a list of the guys that we thought we might have to focus on that we're going to transfer to the top eight. And Bell says, yeah, I guess I wasn't in that plan. And they were like, no, no, you weren't. But, you know, Bell ended up making the final four. So I think it's a, you know, you got to play it out because you don't know going into it. They don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't a NASCAR production. It was a Netflix production. And them guys were kind of learning as they go, I think. And, and they kind of took the direction of, all right, this is getting, you know, good traction. This is getting good traction. This is what we're going to run with. And they did. All right, guys, I got to jump. I got to go to the airport. Y'all have a good show. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks after the dates on the 500. Um, Brent, see you guys. Y'all Brent, be safe. Yeah, you, go ahead. Uh, Big Al's when you land. Holla. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. Go straight to Big Al's. I'll text you. <laughs> see you, brother. Later. Well, moving on to some more preseason topics. Obviously, qualifying tweaks were something that was discussed. What do you guys think of the news and the changes that are being made? I think so. Well, first of all, something had to be done, I think, in my opinion. I don't know where TJ stands on this, but the, it seemed to me there was it swayed both ways. Group A was at a, a pretty big disadvantage in round one because always. it always <clears throat> seemed like the guy that qualified sixth would end up starting, I don't know, outside the top 15 for yeah. sure. Um, and, it's, and it would be worse at some places. It would be he would be behind everybody in the second group. You know, some, I remember like Richmond was one of them. That was a big sway. Um, just, and it's just time of day and, and track temperature and whatnot. Um, but then you'd have it swing back the other way where the group two guys would be at a disadvantage in the second round because they had just come off the track and their tires didn't have yeah. the same time to cool down as the guys in group one, yep. um, which that's still going to be in play for the group for that. But this at least lines it up to where if you're the, the first guy out in the group, you know, whatever – you know, then you're going to be the first guy out. You know, you're going to be the starting 11th or 12th, whatever it is, and so on and so forth. So I, I, I you know, it's probably not perfect yet, but I think they, they took a step in the right direction and had to do something. Yeah, definitely probably levels it a little bit. At least makes the, the damage not as bad um, because there's definitely – we were in group one a lot in the beginning last year. It was hard. Like, you, you have to, like – um, we had to claw our way out of it a little while, you know, quite a bit. And um, it, as soon as you lose momentum, it's really hard to stop it and, and get it pointed back in the right direction. So I think this will help yeah, I mean that, a little bit. To your point, that would, it would be almost – I mean, it would be a 7 to 10 position <clears throat> swing if you finished 5th in, quali- in practice oh, yeah. or qualifying or 6th. You know, because you'd be 5th, you're locked in the top 10. No matter what happens, yeah. you're locked in the top 10. If that whole second group goes faster than you, it doesn't matter. You still got the same opportunity to qualify with them again in round two. But yeah. if you're if you're sixth, that you're at the mercy of everybody else in that second group to where they, if, if the whole thing beats you, you're, you're gonna back. end up you're gonna end up in the top, outside yep. the top twenty. So yeah. you know the, you had to do something just to to make it fair. And I think in a perfect world, I, I understand we do it for broadcasting, but I, like just the, let's get rid of the groups and just qualify. Like have your met- metrics. And, and line it up like that, go backwards. You know, the lowest guy starts out first, the fastest guy goes last, whatever it is, and just qualify. Like, one group be done I wasn't it. even against the random the draw. Yeah. The draw. I wasn't even against the random draw because, like I said, I mean, you can have – you can get wrecked. You know, some guy can miss pit road and hit you and flatten your tire and wreck you, and then now you're kind of screwed for the next week. And it's hard to get back out of that hole, you know. So – and I also think some sort of – you know, uh, I mean, random is random, yeah. right? I mean, that's you, how they uh, did this week. How can you be 
upset at a random draw. It's just how it is. I mean, you're going to say some guys are luckier than others, but it's, it is luck at that point, right? Like, um, and it also get, it might shuffle things around a little bit where you do get the oddball guy that has a really good, you know, has a, has a good qual one weekend and maybe a good car there for once. And it, it does. Then you, then you've got another new pole sitter, yep. you know? So, uh, but yeah, definitely a step in the right direction. And I think just to reiterate for those who are not aware, the new order is that, uh, those who do not advance from Group A will delimit, determine outside row for starting positions 11 through 40, and then from Group B will be the inside, right? Yeah, That's correct. And I think I've seen some people at question why that is. Right. Um, the Usually the highest matrix guy the best matrix guy whatever you want to call it is in the second group so that's why because somebody's like why is group a lying on the outside group b the inside usually the 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 guy that would have the highest number the best guy from the week before is in group two so that's why that row sits the inside line and and vice versa so i've seen some people think that thought that might have been backwards it's kind of backwards when we go out like the last you want the last guy on track in round one to be the best guy so so that's why it's like that it's set up that way so that makes sense okay cool um and and another thing to note, obviously, Toyota and Ford have new uh, cars or new. I think it's bumpers, right? Front bumpers. New, I have a new cars. Yeah, yeah new, new cars, cars going into twenty twenty four. Do you see a change in how they run compared to Chevy, which obviously they won thirty seven of seventy two races? I mean, do you see a difference there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that they didn't make them worse. Yeah, they didn't, they they're not going to go out there. You know, I think. They're basically redesigns, complete redesigns. Ford might have went to an all different car. I don't remember what model they used before, but now they got that dark horse Mustang. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that the people at Toyota are pretty optimistic about. I mean, they they think that we've made ourselves better. You're hoping you're making yourself better. You're not going to make changes like this and anticipate being any worse. So, and I think we were consistently very fast, or they were consi- <clears throat> they were consistently very fast last year. All the Toyotas across the board. Um, so. You know, that's one thing. The Fords needed to step up. I think they won the championship. They won every damn championship last year. But they didn't show consistent speed, I think, throughout the year. So they're hoping to see a little more consistent speed across the board. They were really good at short tracks last year. Uh, mile and a half, so I felt like they needed to gain a little bit of speed. They think they will now. Uh, and Chevy, who knows? You know, they, they did not the, – the problem, I think, with Chevy was the car went away. Right? Didn't the the the, the model they yeah, used? Yeah, I think, they think is going to figure away. out what car so, they're going to yeah, run. Yeah, so they have to figure out what they're going to do for a new model um, before they can redesign their car. So now they're kind of stuck in limbo for a year, and I, you know they're going to be fine. But the, the, I think that they they're not. Ta- if everybody takes a little step forward, it doesn't take much with these as close as these cars are now. If everybody takes a little step forward, they they could be caught chasing themselves for a little bit of the year. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, hopefully, I think Toyota is very optimistic that they've made improvements. I'm sure Ford is feeling the same way, and Chevy's going to have to maybe play a little catch-up if they don't get any better. Well, for those listening, be sure to stay tuned to Dirty Mo Media Socials because we're going to start a new segment where we can do a weekly fan vote um, on the best paint scheme for each race, starting with the Daytona 500. So be sure to stay tuned for that. You'll see it on Twitter, and we will share our thoughts. Vote for the 23. Yeah, we have badass paint <laughs> That's why I didn't there. ask you who yeah. the favorite was. I was going to say, if you asked us, it'd be the 23 to 6. Brett would pull something <laughs> out of his ass. You got to include uh, your apparel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the whole team, ambiance, whatever. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Spot on Spot Off. Spot on Spot Off. Spot off. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, spot on. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. and I am spot off. Damn. Where'd he come from? First topic the clash racing product exceeded expectations exceeded exceeded tj i am i'm spot off on exceeded uh just don't i didn't think the race was terrible it was exactly what i thought it was going to be some guys are fast um some guys hit each other out of the way there's a little bit of drama at the end it had everything that <clears throat> that i would say uh, i expected in that race so i can't say that it exceeded my expectations but unique event Glad NASCAR made all the right calls to to get that race in. So, yeah, I mean NASCAR exceeded my expectations. <laughs> NASCAR NASCAR well exceeded my expectations. By Booty, far, Booty probably asked me two or three times, "Is they will they move this up to today?" And I was like, "Man, no way! They've never done it. I can't ever see it happening." Yeah. And Booty's like, "I'm just gonna keep willing it into existence." So then they finally announced it. He's like, "I told you, I told you." Which thank God for the one thing that came, the best thing that came out of the Netflix series was that people got to meet Booty Barker on a more personal level because he is the star of that show. I don't care what you, who you say, what what who they follow, what driver you didn't like. If you didn't like seeing Booty all the time. You can go to hell for all I got. I got you beat because whenever I heard it, <clears throat> the first call I make is to who do you think I called? Right when I heard it, Brad to see if he can get home. Yet. Definitely wasn't. Oh, a Dale, no. no, Brad. <clears throat> yeah, no, I called Herm. Oh, oh, yeah. He called and I'm me. like uh, Herm. <laughs> um, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, just get ready to the hotel. I'm like Herm. It's uh, you might want to get here. He and, called, uh, so I bailed. <laughs> I, I ran back to the hotel because about noon, I think we heard that it might happen, and I think they announced it at 12:30. And so I was heading back to my hotel to get my bags. Yeah. And Herm called me. He's like, what the hell's going on? TJ just said they're racing today. I said, yeah, I think so. Uh, I said, actually, they just moved practice up a half hour, so I got to hurry up. But he must ask me five times. Are you kidding with me? No, Herm. <laughs> well, I would understand why he would ask you that. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, they need a Netflix show uh, but to like follow the, him. So the, the racing at the Clash, it sucks. Like, it's, it's, like a, it's the same reason I hate Bowman Gray racing. Like, it, you're just driving around, crashing into each other, and then see who wins. Um, but, you know... It, the 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 product on the track behind sixth is a minefield. <laughs> TJ can tell you we were all back there. Just you're just bouncing off each other. That's why when we got turned around, I think they played it on TV. Bubba's like, I'm, I'm in it mode now. I'm just gonna run through the back of everybody because we got dumped. We didn't. I mean, uh, Bowman kind of launched Tyler into us. I was gonna say, did Bubba T think TJ, Tyler wrecked him? Now before he was done spinning, I was like, I was a 48 shoved him in there. Um, but I mean, at the same time, the 48 didn't do anything wrong. Like no. it just you just. That's all it is. Like you're on restarts. Bubba was like, this thing's like ice on a restart. Like you're just sliding until you hit something, then you take off and go the other way. Yep. Um, so it's, I don't know. I just, 
it is what it is. We, it's kind of a gimmick. It's kind of a spectacle. If that's what we're going for, great. Um, but the atmosphere is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but obviously, like, this year is a little down. But I mean, for listen, I know people were complaining about the crowd for yeah, announcing like, that we're racing in two hours. That's, I thought the crowd was pretty good. You know what I mean? I, I don't <laughs> understand this part. I don't understand why. Oh well, it looks empty. Like I thought there was actually a fair amount of people there for the day that it was. That yeah. was supposed to be, and everyone's like, "Well, it was free." But really, what were we supposed to do that? Yeah, day? you were. Fr- it was free, but we, we we told you two hours ago that practice starts in two, at, yeah. it's two thirty. We're at twelve thirty out there. It was practice starts at two thirty. We race at five. So yeah, you got five hours to <clears throat> change all your plans for the day and figure I mean, out how to get to Bo- <laughs> the Coliseum. Yeah, I don't understand what people are all expecting with that like you know it's it's everything got jumped, like moved up so fast and everyone like what we what were we gonna do on saturday though saturday's schedule was pretty relaxed we were gonna qualify and then run those heat races right it was so relaxed they weren't even gonna let people in to begin with <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, so that's the plan so i mean i don't know I, I i think people need to chill on that especially the weather there was not very good no it like was, it was cold it was cold it wasn't like a nice hot day where, oh, hey, let's go watch this to call us in today. Yeah, it was, you know, it's, so. I, was, I thought it was fine. I just think, I, I mean, it's, it's a gimmick and it is a gimmick. It just sucks to, to go across the country, mm-hmm. send 13 cars home, and then the racing, you know, even in the front, the racing is just kind of, at any point, if you just want to move a guy, and it, it's, it's too easy. I mean, it is just, it's a gimmick. You can just drive in there and smash a guy or the guy three rows back and drive in there yeah. and smash you <clears> and him and move him. So it's just yep. it's a gimmick, it's a spectacle. If that's what we're going for for this to attract new fans, I'm all for it. But that's what it is. It's a, you can't go there expecting to see a good race. What do you guys think of this prediction? Amongst the Cup Series rookies this season, Zane Smith will outperform Josh Berry and Carson Hosevar. Spot on, spot off. TJ. I am also spot off on this. I think uh, I think that's going to be tough to do. Um, and. You know, I, I do think that I think Josh Berry will end up putting some solid races together. And I think Hosfar last year, he exe- he exceeded my expectations when he got in that other car. <clears throat> so I think out of the group there, I think Hosfar will be, you know, if he can just not overstep at some points in the race, realize that I'm running 12th, I need to finish 12th and not try to run sixth with it, he can have some good runs. Um, and I know Rodney will get that four. He'll... You know, Josh is a good race driver, and he'll, you know, him working with Rodney, I think, um, I think they'll be able to put some really solid races together as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm spot off for, for Zane outperforming these guys. And to, to, for reasons to your point, you know, Rodney, for one, I think is the biggest factor that weighs in Josh's favor. Josh also has the most cup experience. He's got 12 races of, against the other guys, I think eight or nine. Um, but Rodney always seemed to squeeze a little bit more out of that four car than everything else in that stable over there. Whether that was Kevin or Rodney, we'll find out now. But, you know, that four car always seemed to outperform everything over there. Um, And then, you know, Zane, you know, these guys are all very talented. You're kind of splitting hairs here. I don't think one's going to go out and dominate over the other one. I don't think any of these guys make the playoffs unless they get a a win at one of these drafting tracks or something like that. But, um, you know, Zane... I, he didn't impress me as much as Hosevar did last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hosevar turned heads. <clears throat> yep. He had them flashes of running in the top 15 with a Spire car where, you know, you never really saw that out of Zane. Not as much. Not as frequently, I felt like, as mm-hmm. out of Hosevar. Even the 42, he, yeah. he had flashes. So, yeah, well, that's what I was meant. So, uh, so then, you know, now you, f- you flip it to, you know, Hosevar. And my, the biggest trouble I think Hosevar is going to have is people are going to race the shit out of him. Because they want to see how he reacts. They know they, he has 
If you took a pole in the garage, I don't think he has the respect of many drivers right now just because of the stuff that he's been through in the truck series and some of the moves he's made over there. You know, I think a lot of these guys, you know, you got the new guy coming in. These guys try to get that guy under control right away. And, and until he earns their respect on the Cup Series, these guys are going to race him really hard. So he may have some difficulties yeah. with that. Um, but, yeah, and I think Josh just, you know, has a sl- little bit more consistencies. And I think they, they, you know, Rodney will have that car maybe a hair faster than, than what the Spire car will be, the Spire and Trackhouse car. Um, I think Josh should have the best both. average out of these guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's so Zane is a Spire car, right? Just track house like support. I think Something I think like that like help. Yeah. Like I know mm-hmm. the spotters yeah. a track house spotter. I think the crew chief's a crew chief from track house. Um, but yeah, I think Zane. I think uh, Josh is just a little bit more consistent. And but I don't think any of these guys walk away from the other ones. Spot on, spot off. Austin Sindrick is the biggest driver on the hot seat for the 2024 season. Freddie. Um. He's definitely on the hot seat. I don't think he's on the hottest seat. I think that Harrison Burton probably has to fit that mold. You can't have, you can't have four top ten finishes in seventy three races in that equipment and and expect to keep your job. Um, I was honestly a little surprised that he was able to keep his job for this year. So if he he's gonna have to do he's got to step up in a big way this year if he wants to continue on in that twenty four car uh, twenty one car into the future. Um, but listen, you talk about Austin like how his seat is hot tj like you you know I, you know tim centric obviously i don't know what his title is over there i know he basically runs the indycar program it seems like um so that's awesome obviously austin's dad he's a legacy guy at, at penske that car is the legacy car at penske i feel like the two is the flagship um how long can they continue to underperform I mean, you go out there this week they don't make the race they were they were towards the bottom or at the bottom of the list both practices yeah um you know they that that car had five top ten finishes last year when Joey and and Blaney had like seventeen and eighteen. Uh, that, how long can that continue? I know I know your legacy over there, but how long can that continue before Roger has to step in and make a decision? Yeah. Uh, so ever since the five hundred, it's been downhill. Yeah. 100%. And even um, what bothers me about it is the places where I look at. I'm like, okay, who's going to be tough this week? His name's kind of left the list of the road courses. Yeah, and we've went to a lot of road courses, and you know, just he used to be a factor up there running. I mean, even in a, even in an extra car, sometimes he was a top five guy, and <clears throat> now it's, it's hard for him to even excel there. So definitely, the seat's definitely, you know, getting hot there, and you know, it, it, it can change in a heartbeat though. You know, you could come out of, you know, I'm not saying a Daytona, a good run of Daytona would, wouldn't help it much. But coming out of Daytona with a quiet top 10, and that's a springboard to the beginning of the season. You know, just getting some consistency going. If he can start knocking off some top 10s and then some top 5s, that changes the whole narrative with it. So, yeah, definitely definitely some hot seats right there. Though. I feel like, and I don't have the stats to back this up, but I feel like, you know, if you take these two guys, and there's other guys on this list that, that have hot seats that are in prominent rides, I'll get to in a minute. But, you know, uh, Harrison came out the first year was pretty bad you know like yeah. he was towards the back every week and I I think you saw some improvement last year and I think that little bit of improvement is what kept him in the ride this year I almost feel like Austin Sindrick has taken a little bit of step back like I felt like he was a little more consistent and ran a little bit better his rookie year versus how he did last year I felt like last year they were kind of they were really not very good um so you know I, I like I think he's gonna be fine obviously for next year I don't think the, I don't think you'll see him getting replaced but how long is that 
how long is that string going to play out before yeah. you've really got to step up and perform? And I know, I mean, I like Allison a lot. Every time I've seen him, I've you know, we've had a chat about racing yeah. or whatever. But uh, and Doug over there, spotting is one of my best friends. But you know, I, I, you're going to have to step up at some point. I'm sure they realize that. But you know, getting at other guys, uh, listen, if Daniel Suarez is is a name that could potentially be on a hot seat, especially if you. If you see a good season out of Zane, you see a good season out of SVG. There's two guys. I don't, you know, I don't know how many charters Trackhouse is planning on having, but right now they got two. Yeah, by then they might have ten. Right now they got two, and they've got four drivers with guys coming through the ranks behind them, yeah. like Connor Zillich. You know, so you know that's a seat that Ross is Ross is locked in. You know, he's been a top, you know, round eight guy, round of twelve guy. That's going to be their guy for, long, of, yeah, for a while. He's their guy. You know, he yeah. signed this long-term Bush deal. It seems like so he's their guy. If Daniel doesn't pick it up and start performing, and these other guys come in and start do running well, like Zane and SVG, yep. that that seat gets a lot hotter this year if he doesn't perform. So, you know, those are a couple guys to look for this year, and, and hopefully they all perform because I like all these guys. I want them to stick around, but people, some people got to go to make room for new guys, and, and that's what happens in the sport. Back to some clash topics. In an interview with French Stretch, Ty Gibbs said he's just mad that I ran him up after he and Joey Logano had a heated discussion following the clash. Do you guys think Logano overreacted? I'll start with you, TJ. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't think Joey overreacted. I think, um, I mean, there's running a guy up and there's running a guy up, and he probably went to the worst stage of that that you could do. And there's been a little bit of history here from last year. They got into it at Martinsville. I think, um, you know, there was some run-ins before that, and I think, it, you know, then Martinsville happened, and, everything kind of all got worked out after that to where they were on the same page with stuff. And then I just don't think this is what, like you didn't, there's a, like I said, there's a running a guy up and then like Joey lost, like when I looked up there, he was all the way up against the wall, dropping back like rows. And I don't think that sits well with a lot of people. And I can tell you this, if somebody did a Ty Gibbs, I, I'm his reaction probably would have been even worse, you know? So I've seen Ty overreact way worse than this already so and i just don't think this is something you want to your car's already super fast i mean you're, you're probably the fastest car there i just don't think it's the right time to to you know poke the bear already again like you're getting ready to go into this long season again and this is for a for a, a novel what, what do you call this event like a one-off yeah just i mean what exhibition. it's an exhibition race and I just don't know if it's the right time for that. So hopefully, um, yeah, I mean, I, it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Joey overreacted. Obviously, I'd be upset if I was him. One thing that puzzled me, which I wasn't expecting, I talked about to Bubba on the radio, was I was fully expecting Joey to choose the bottom behind Ty and ship his ass. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I would just expect out of Joey. Um, and I was surprised when he took the top. I was like, well, that's different. And I don't, I, listen, Ty made a mistake. I don't think Ty... Mm -hmm. I, th I think Ty tried to get in there and maybe take his lane away, but I don't think he intended to run him so high that Denny passed both of them on the mm -hmm. bottom. Um, so, you know, I think Ty made a mistake. We talked about how difficult it was for, to get tires to grip up on restarts. You know, Joey, what compounded Joey's issue was Ty runs him to the damn woodshed there, and then he's got to check up, and Blaney gets in the back of him and knocks him out of shape, and that's what just compounded the situation for Joey. So he's frustrated. He ran top two or three all night long. And, and was in position to win the race. I was surprised by his decision to, to choose the bottom there because – or top there because you see you see who came out with the lead and won the race, the guy that chose the bottom behind the 54. Yeah. Um, so 
Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think Joey overreacted by any means. But yeah, to TJ's point. This is some history they they carried over from Martinsville last year, which Martinsville was a product of things that happened. I can't remember if it was Vegas or Kansas. I remember them racing each other hard somewhere. Yeah. Um. So they, you know, it is what it is. I I don't think either guy was. I don't think Ty did it on purpose. I don't think he meant to take him that high. And I don't think Joey's overreacting for being upset that 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 cost him a chance of winning the race. My my problem with it is is um. You know, Ty. <clears throat> you know, probably could have been a little bit better about his answer and been more respectful in the media to it too. Cause Joey's going to go back and see the reactions, right? He's going to go back and see what Ty says. So if Ty's like, you know what? Yeah. I just got in there really hard, man. I didn't want to get into him. We were having a great race. Like give him some respect on the way. Now, he, now he's just like, ah, I just mad. I got it. And I think that's, a, I think that's a product of also who it is. You know what I mean? I think if, if he goes in there and he runs, any Kyle Bush up like that, you know, I don't know, maybe not Kyle might be a bad example because of his history at Gibbs, but you know, somebody, somebody else other than the guy that you've been having run-ins with at the end of last year, maybe you played a little bit differently, but, but I don't this think guy's already, you've already yeah, I don't made think he, this guy. I don't, I don't think he cares, but you've made this guy mad enough where he's actually taking you out of a race. I don't think he cares. Do it so. again. I, I, knowing Ty, like Ty, I feel like Ty's like a little bulldog. He's, he doesn't care. Like if, if Joey wants to take him out of race and Ty's going to take him out, you know, it's going to go tit for tat all year long, which is dumb. But I, I think that I, you know, if you have no love loss, you're not going to, you're not going to come out and go, you know, you know, kind of hold a hand of, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. You know, that's what he told Joey. And to Ty's point, like I was standing there cause I was standing there talking to Bubba when this went down and Ty tried to take it in the hauler and take it away from all the media. And Joey wouldn't let him get in there. Joey wanted to do this out in front of everybody for whatever reason. So, you know, it, it is what it is. And these guys are probably going to go back and forth, race each other hard, but hopefully they're smart enough to realize they're both going to be up front all, every week. They're both going to be competing for wins. And, and just, if you, if you want to go to war, you're just going to hurt each other. So, you know, hopefully they're both a little smarter about it and moving forward just race each other a little bit better. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's move on to Reaction Theater. Jim from Seattle. The racing sucked, plain and simple. It wasn't impressive, it was boring. I fell asleep, good part of it, nothing to see. Went back and rewatched it just to make sure. But yeah, nothing, boring. Track is too small. Cars are too big for that size track. They need to find a better place. I think Jim's still asleep. Yeah, uh, Jim sounds like a really <laughs> exciting guy. He, he uh, listen. I, I don't disagree with. I think I don't think it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't boring. No. I don't think it was kind of. No. it was kind of exciting mm-hmm. if you were watching a mid pack. Um, Sitting but, in the stands area where we, where me and Freddie were standing, there was always something going on. Yeah. For sure, and but I don't, so, know, I don't know how that played on TV, dude. Like, if you would have had a, an in-car camera or something, which I think there might have been on like McDowell and Ricky Stenhouse and them guys, you'd have had a hell of a time there. Yeah, like my race was super exciting because we passed the whole field twice, so we yeah. were we were we were having a hell of a time. But you know, I don't know how much that got shown on TV. So yeah. that's I, mean, I, I don't know who watched. So it I did here. watch a little bit of the. I did watch a little bit of it yesterday. Um, man, the cameras are so clear and and everything looks so good, but. 
God, they're zoomed in. Like, I can see the details in the headlights. Really? That's, yeah, a, that's like, the problem. When you zoom in like that, you lose all sensation of speed. Yeah, it, you was, lose. it was harder to see some of those moments that I, we knew yes. happened. But I will say, you know, for things like Stenhouse and McDowell, like, they did go back to it to But you shouldn't have to go back happened. to it that much. I mean, you should be able, like, to me, the thing was just zoomed in. And this is just my opinion on it. Like, I, I couldn't. I knew what was going on in the race at that point. Like I knew what I was looking for and I'm like, Oh, it's happening back there. And you're trying to look, you're looking at the corner of the screen because you can only see two cars right here. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It just <clears throat> like to, you can't, you can't see enough. At we'll one have time. to call Artie. See what Artie's Leave that up to Brett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, probably still not talking to me because I didn't show up that day. Um, how was Harvick? I th- thought he did great. I thought him and Clint work really well together, which is, you know, he's a natural, like it, it works well. I, I, I'm excited to see what he does the rest of the season gotcha. or that Fox tamper. I mean, I feel like he's going to bring – Clint's crazy. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that. And he's kind of like a you know bull in a china shop just bouncing off the walls. So hopefully – I think that Kevin will bring a lot more of the technical, analytical side of things to hopefully maybe combat Clint's wildness. Um, yeah. But hopefully they, they are able to play well off each he other. He has that dry humor, which I think – Oh, the two of them are probably a disaster oh, together. It's so funny. Like, he, he – the dry humor, you know, if you know Kevin, like, it, it shines through on the broadcast, which I think will shine even more. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kevin will be a really solid addition. I've um, been fortunate enough to fly with him a little bit here lately, and he's uh, – Funny dude, really funny oh, yeah. dude. And he's straight out of the seat, so he's going to be very knowledgeable about how the cars are and what's he's going the on and stuff. First one, right? He's going to be the first broadcaster that's driven this car, like full time broadcaster that's driven yeah, this car. I think so. You know, because the guys on the NBC aren't. You know, so that'll be interesting. Hey, this is Tommy. I just want to say that uh, I don't like the fact that they had all thirty six teams there and then told uh, a bunch of them to go home because of the. F- rain the next day why they just let all 36 teams race because ain't nobody show up to that to watch it anyway and they said the tickets were free and nobody was there i don't get it you joey logano has he seen what that uh, track looks like yeah uh, hey tommy i got a i got news for you buddy 36 cars out there was gonna be really ugly it's it been a demo derby it looked like one of them enduro oh my god back in the why day? don't we just start on three wide last one running wins yeah. um yeah no yeah 36 wasn't an option oh my and, god and listen like mm-hmm. i get it i've seen some people complaining about uh you know not getting a chance to race or whatnot that wasn't the plan. You know, the plan was everybody's going to get a chance to race. Everybody was going to get a last chance race. Everybody yeah. was going you're going to have opportunities and the weather ruined it. Uh, that NASCAR this isn't NASCAR's fault. They had to do the best they had, you know, work with what they had. They had a TV window that they could use on Saturday night for heat races that they that they had set aside for heat races that now you could use for the race and let's get the hell out of there so we're not still there. I don't, I, I'd I don't, still there for two more days probably. I just don't think people think about the what all goes on and putting these events on. Like hmm. with the you know, there is an emergency. There's a lot of they had to evacuate some homes and stuff out there. Like there's a there's a lot going on out there right now. The people that had to work at the racetrack, the emergency people, they have to attend to people that are having real emergencies right now. Yeah. Like that, this is not important right now. And then you have, um, you know, the other the TV thing. Like there's other scheduling stuff going on. We have arguably probably the biggest sporting event in the in you know our country, right? Yeah, coming up Super Bowl. yeah and they have to prepare for that so and that stuff that coverage starts what this week i'm sure yeah yeah I'm like sure starts today started. all the media stuff starts like today so there's a lot more to it and it's not only that like i don't know what's planned for the coliseum this coming weekend yeah. maybe they got something else coming up i like, think i heard that 
this Coliseum was clear, but it, it's also a liability, right? Like you keep all these teams. There. Well, that too. You've got you. all of us. You've got people. You've got planes. There's so much more than just making a call. Like what this, like what but you're I, complaining about. But I understand about. the frustration from fans. Oh, but I do think sure. that on the other yeah. side of it, there's way Listen, more. Let me tell you something. NASCAR took a beating yeah. doing this. Yeah. If you, you don't see around, them complaining. You walked around mm-hmm. that track the other day. I can't tell you how many coolers I walked by that were full of drinks, full of food. That's never getting sold this week because we're not having a race, you know, or, you know, just just concerts. I mean, yeah, concerts. They had to, I'm sure they ate that concert. I'm sure they had to. You know, it's they've lost their ass doing this this way, but they had to do it because we had to get out of there. You know what? I also like I could have told Brett about this, but we were supposed to have the MGK concert. Well, I heard that got scratched because of time. Yeah, I mean, not because of him, but because yeah, of they wanted I, to make sure they got the race him. Yeah, like it, you know, and so. they, listen, they somebody said like they worded the tweet terribly where it said something about fan safety. The fan safety got they said it was because like the way they announced it at the racetrack was due to scheduling changes for fan safety, which they're talking about Saturday and Sunday or Sunday and, and yeah. forward. You know, the, the schedule just got blown up because of the rain. That's all there is to it. It's kind of the NASCAR did the best thing they could. I to promise get us this out was not their first choice. Yeah, they, they, I'm sure they hated to do this. Yeah. They oh, lost a load of money, but you know, it is what it is. And that's what you had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, um, honestly, I don't think NASCAR gets enough credit for the Chicago and, and honestly, they've been very proactive lately here lately on, you know, scheduling changes, doing what they can. I think they've done a great job. Um, you know, Chicago, we had a record amount of rainfall. This was this was predicted to be a record amount of rainfall in, like, L.A. or whatever. I you saw know. videos. Uh, some of the people I follow from, like, other podcasts, like, <clears throat> live out there, and it's – there's the roads are flooded. They can't drive. They can't move yeah. out there right now. So, I mean – They did the right thing. Yeah. And then you got the Grammys in town, which it's, is a whole other show on itself yeah, so. like i promise you that guy whatever his name was that just called in I, I promise you he wasn't thinking about how you guys are even gonna have a place to stay yeah I, I was gonna have a probably i would say we were gonna stay at the ontario mall which is where we stay yeah. for fontana yeah so that is probably in the morning a two-hour drive to the racetrack yeah, if you're LA going on traffic? monday and tuesday oh my gosh you know and and that's that you know it is what it is you got to go to work but that's just another thing that you know with the Grammys in town, you couldn't get rooms on Sunday night. So now teams yeah. are gonna have to scramble for that. You know, it's just it was the by far the mass. It was a massive win for NASCAR and what they did there to get us the hell out of there. Some yeah. of us some and of put us a race on us. and have a race. Yeah, yeah, and have a and be <clears throat> smart enough to realize I've got a window here where I was gonna run these heat races. We can get this whole race in that window and and utilize other, the things gonna be on TV. We're yeah, gonna, you know that's it's just. I don't know how many phone calls they've had to make oh. and line stuff over that, but the, you like, know, yeah. ideally, I think ideally you would like to have seen that call made maybe the day before instead of a couple hours before, but you don't know weather changes. Crazy, you know, the weather could change in an instant. And it instant. did get worse. Yeah, it got worse. And but you know, it is what it is. They did at that moment. They made the best call possible. Yeah, I thought they made the right decision. Uh, I just I think the theater of Los Angeles and the clash is uh, kind of run its course. Uh, I think that we have a lot of people that like to go back and forth about where it should be and where it should not be. But I think uh, the argument nowadays of the wreckfest cautions happening at Daytona and just tearing a bunch of shit up, quite frankly, still applies to LA. Just uh, some people like to see it on short tracks where they think it's more controlled and some people hate to see it on the super speedways. But uh, overall right decision on moving the race up, but product, it seems as if everybody has kind of gotten over it, but that's just a famous perspective on that. So, 
I agree. That's a good call. A little bit of common sense there. Yeah, I mean, that's not common on this One show. One out of but three. <laughs> but I appreciate that call, and he's right. You know, yeah. And I think he's right about L.A. You know, I think, it's, I think L.A.'s run its course, and we have, to, we have to move it. And I'm sure we'll discuss here in a minute where we're going to move it to. Well, shout out to everyone who called in this week. And don't forget. And listen, I, people complain about Reaction Theater lately that it's gone downhill. And uh, we have a new producer, Jay Smith, who yep. is here today with us. And uh, Andrew's bothering him. I don't know what he's doing here. but um, Yeah, you threw him we, right we, into the fire. We had, I, I, did, I did give him the Reaction Theater phone number to call me on. Um, and he didn't leave a message either. What an asshole. Um, but we had 26 calls this week, which is not a lot. We need better. We need more calls. The, better, the more calls we get, the better content we can perform. So this part's up to you guys. We need better content for Reaction Theater. Ask DVC questions. Send this stuff in because we can't make it up. We don't want to make it up. This is, this is my favorite part of the show. I know it's Brett's favorite part of the show, but we can't do it without better calls and i know poor jay the other 23 that we didn't listen to were probably a nightmare because that's usually what some of them are and we one day maybe we'll be able to put jay it's okay to put like the worst one in there too yeah, every once in a while you got to yeah you can throw the worst one of the but, week in there too but we need more we need I bet back in the day we used to have 50 75 calls so the more we get the better it's going to be and and step up and and make this stuff great because this is easily my favorite part i think of the show. it'll get better after we get oh yeah I mean, as we get going it gets better but yeah. i'm just saying this is my favorite part of the show and we can't do it without your help so call in send the ask dbc questions and let's move on to that you know what brett favorite part of the show probably was before that probably not, not the bojangles before <laughs> <laughs> well on that note welcome jay and andrew you suck who i don't even know anybody named andrew anymore. dale yeah. jr took our producer thank god i was ready to get rid of him anyway oh i wasn't i think a great idea is if you guys see these guys at the track i mean this is the perfect time to call in reaction theaters while you see them there. i've done that before i've been on reaction exactly. theater because Speaking somebody that, called at a bar one night with me <laughs> I did uh, meet a handful of fans of the track that randomly, a couple, it was a couple of their first race, and it was actually right before they made the schedule change, and it was one of them's first race, and he was getting ready. He was really excited, and uh, big fans of the show. So. Yeah, some guy, somebody stopped me on the way. I was heading up <clears throat> Herm, and somebody yelled at me something about He said, Joey Logano eats corn the long way. I don't know what that means. I guess I've never, uh, seen, I've never seen anybody do that, but okay. that's what that's. He, he had a sign that said that at Atlanta, and I remembered that. And he, oh, he yelled, I remember that. That was he, him. He yelled it to me. He's like, "I'm the okay. guy from Atlanta," and he said, "I don't know what that means, but well, I, I guess we'll have to t- maybe Google that." And and <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everyone that I, uh, <laughs> I yep yep everyone that I met at Chili Bowl that came up to me. Oh my gosh. We weren't getting through this without Chili Bowl or Millbridge at some point. I wasn't saying it. Um, oh, my gosh. But there were some really cool fans at Chili Bowl that, like, the pumpkin carver that carved the logo, the guy that said that TJ sucks, hmm. and, then said Brett, and then that Brett said that Brett sucks, so... You know, favorite right there. I knew that more than. Did he leave me off the list? Uh, No, one guy said that you needed to come to a race, and I can't remember what it was. Come to Um, come to that race. Come to one of the local races, but Uh, either way, really cool group of people. I think I might make my chili bowl return next year. Oh, may the odds be ever in your favor. Um, But yeah, really, off season was filled with with, uh, DBC fans. Let's move on to Ask DBC. Um, Oh, actually, sorry. I should what? probably send in the new number, our, our number, to leave an audio message whenever you guys would like. Call our number, 704-802-9572. Jay, that is not Freddie's Jay, number. Jay, change my contact info. That's not it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
And of course, you can send in some questions for us using hashtag AskDBC on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Um, this first one we've talked a lot about today is from Lena. If you could host the Clash at any track, which one would it be and why? Freddie. Yeah, so I said Perfect World, um, Daytona, 25-lapper with the, with the package that works, um, I think is the best option possible. But as of right now, we don't have that option because I don't think the package is great. Um, so, wait, I got an idea. Okay, good. Do the Clash at Daytona with a totally random package that isn't that what we're going to run in the 500. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to build a new car. No, like, but know, like something, car, but uh, so something different. Big More motor, motor, big motor, yeah. no spoiler. Something different. Uh, huge spoiler, whatever it is. Something different. Just something completely different that makes it a unique product. Yeah, and, hope, and hopefully <clears throat> it makes it where we can race. <laughs> um, but yeah, but perfect world, that would be, my perfect world would be a 25 lap shootout at Daytona. Get it done with Tuesday afternoon, whatever, whenever you want to do it. Sometime between Sunday and Sunday. <clears throat> um, right now, I think your best option is it, run it Wednesday night. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> um, but right, right now, I think your best option, if this is what we're doing, this is what we want to do. This spectacle to draw new fans, I'm good with it. I think you do. You have two options. You follow the Super Bowl every year, wherever the Super Bowl's at. That's where we're going to race the week before. Every city we go to the Super Bowl has a major college stadium somewhere nearby that we can do the same exact thing. I think, or you take it international. The only caveat to that is I don't want to see this on a road course. I think if, if you're doing this to draw fans in, you're not going to get new fans by watching us run a road course race. No. So it has to be this, put this racetrack in a stadium. Everywhere we go has a major stadium where we can do this. Every major city in the world, I don't know about Guadalajara, but Mexico City, I'm sure, has some kind of soccer stadium or some kind of, they played football they game there, right? down there. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> anywhere. But I'm, just saying, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know how, what, you know, what the infrastructure is around there. But this has to be, the, if, you're, if you're doing this, I would take this track out of the Coliseum <clears throat> yeah. and put it at Arizona State. You know, if, I think, where's the, where the hell is the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Surely there's got to be a stadium out there somewhere we can play, whether it's L UNLV or, or something we can go to. Dude, there's a bowl ring right next to the big track. Yeah, you can go there. Run you the know, bowl ring. Whatever, whatever it is. But just follow. If, if we want to stay up here, follow the Super Bowl every year. Wherever we go, follow the Super Bowl. If there's a short track, great. If not, build one in the local college stadium like we did this year. Like, first, that was what I thought was great about the first year was that was where the Super Bowl was. The Super, we yeah. were out there and the <clears throat> Super Bowl was out there and so far. Um, but now, you know, or if we take it international, but I just don't want to. I don't want to go. If we're going to Mexico City next year, which full transparency was, this is something funny that happened on Twitter the other day. I was on the plane getting ready to take off for California, and we had just talked to uh, we had just talked to somebody. I was talking to somebody in the lobby about, are we done going to California yet? Like, is this run its course? And I was like, man, I hope so. And then Adam Stern tweeted, I think we're going to Mexico City or Guadalajara, and I was like. Well, shit, I'd rather go back to L.A. if that's the case. And it has nothing to do with race or xenophobia or whatever else. It was from the fact that everybody that went to Mexico City for the last race there, which was probably 15, 20 years ago, had a miserable experience. They were locked in their rooms. You couldn't leave unless you were taking a shuttle somewhere. You know, it just wasn't a good place to hang out. Like, when I go to a racetrack, I usually go out and have dinner or go to a bar and hang out. Like, if you can't do that in an area, like, I don't want to be there. It has nothing to do with feeling safe or whatnot. Like, if I'm under some kind of restriction, I know somebody that just went there for a race recently, two weeks ago, that said that they, you know, they probably didn't. I was like, I knew this was potentially coming up at some point. Like, we're going to go to Mexico City. So I asked them, how was the atmosphere? How was it? And they're like, well, it wasn't great. You know, it was it was okay. I wouldn't have gone anywhere by myself. 
And then that person ended up in the hospital for a couple of days because of something they ate. Like I don't, I didn't have that concern when I was in when I was in L.A. this week. You know, if I can I eat this? Can I drink this water? So that's my, I don't care about what the people are. My concern is the overall fan experience. And if I'm not going to enjoy myself being there, I feel like everybody's not going to enjoy themselves being there. So it was kind of tongue in cheek of like I think I'd rather go. And I think if you pulled the garage. I think it would sway heavily in the favor if you said, would you like to go back to the L.A. Coliseum or would you like to go to Guadalajara, Mexico to run the Clash next year? What would that vote look like? <laughs> I'm going to L.A. Yeah. So, and it's got nothing to do with anything other than the fan experience or my personal experience at each place. But, uh, so, but the funny part was I tweeted that and then I flew for six hours and I landed and poor Brett was getting demolished because I think he had, people were remembering some of his wild uh, Chicago takes and they just assumed it was him and they were calling him all kind of names and I thought it was hysterical and then he had a tweet that he didn't tweet it. So full, dis- full disclosure, it was me, but it has nothing to do. I don't, care. I, don't mind, I don't mind leaving the country. I don't mind going anywhere in the world, but as long as it's a good experience and we're going to get out, have fun, enjoy the area and, and, and somebody that wants us to be there. Yeah, I agree. I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I mean, listen, well. and, and listen. If that's the case, if, you, if you're not going to do that, if we're going to go to a road course, the best. If you're, if that's, and that's just like we talked about. That's not going to be the best racing product. That's going to be exciting for people that have never seen a race before. I remember that first yeah. year we went to. People, when we yeah. were running into each other and wrecking every five minutes, people were on their feet. Every pass in a heat race, <laughs> that place was on their feet, jumping up and down because they've never seen it before. We talked about that first year was like forty percent new fans or something like that. They had never seen <laughs> like that before, so they were getting excited about it. Take that to somewhere else. It's not going to be a great race, but it's going to be a spectacle maybe draw new fans in. If you're just looking for the best race, let's go to Charlotte. Charlotte's going to put on a great race. It's going to be a mile-and-a-half track. That's what this package is for. If guys don't make the race, first of all, you don't have to send 13 guys home. We can all race there. But if you do want to trim the field down and send guys home, they're going home. They're going home an hour from the racetrack. They're not sitting in, you know, damn colleague and legacy. Out of their four cars, they had one make the race, and they landed at 10 o'clock last night because they, they, got, they didn't make the race. They had to load all their shit. Then they sat there yesterday because the president flew in, and they got locked in the airport for six hours or something like that. So now they're, they're there for an extra whole extra day, didn't even make the race. So now, you know, you go to Charlotte, don't qualify. You go home. Load your shit, go home. It's an yeah. hour away. Well, I guess we'll find out about 2025 soon enough. Hopefully. This next one is from Bryce. We talked a little bit about this earlier. How much of an effect will the new Ford and Toyota bodies have on drafting and working together in Daytona? Freddie. Um, I think looking at, the, I don't know, I wasn't involved in any conversations that went on about signing the car, but looking at the front of the Camry now, it looks to me like we should be able to push better. Um, I don't know. We'll see next week how that plays out. But, I, you know, I think that was a big advantage the Fords had in the, la- in the last couple of years was they were able – their cars lined up better and pushed each other better and, and could stay kind of connected, which was a huge deal with this package. Um, so I think that going into it, I'm optimistic that our cars will be able to push better, and hopefully that comes to fruition. Yeah, I don't think it's going to – looking at the Ford, I don't know if it's going to change that much. So. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't have to. I think you guys were. Yeah, I don't. I mean, as long as they went back to what they would have. I think most of our changes are at other parts, not the very center of the nose where you would use, where that would be a factor. Yeah. So, but like I said, you never know. And we will find out soon enough. I kn- I know one guy that will find out if it's going to push good or not, and that's probably <laughs> my guy. Yeah, your guy for sure. So, uh, last one is from Mike. Expectations for Spire Motorsports after the huge investment. TJ. I mean, from. The, the stuff that they've done, you gotta you got to think they're trying to make a pretty big step here. 
I mean, you don't do what they've done and spend the money they have without expecting some, there's got to be some, uh, expectations got to be kind of high for, for, in my opinion, over there. But, man, it's going to be hard. It's yeah. going to be super hard. We talked about it on here before. Um, you can't just easily make a five-position jump in this sport. You yeah. know, and and people are like, you know, what does it take? You know, it, if you look at the caliber of drivers, just go from a guy that runs 20th every week to a guy that runs 15th every week is a big jump. And that's, you know, that's a guy that's just outside the playoff versus a playoff guy. Yeah. Um, and, and that jump is gigantic. And it's going to take time. You're, you're not just going to go from where they are to putting all three cars in the playoffs or even really mm-hmm. having all three cars in contention to make the playoffs. That's just an unrealistic expectation. I think that they would hope to get one in. I think, you know, it's hard to say. Corey's probably their best opportunity just for the fact of, you know, he can be a little more yeah. consistent at times. And I think he's getting better at being consistent. That was one of the big knocks on his career mm-hmm. early yep. was not being consistent. I think he, he runs a little consi- better consistently now. Um I still don't see any of their cars making the playoffs this year unless they pop a win off somewhere. Um, but, you know, you never know. They could surprise us. They, they are definitely taking the necessary steps to make this happen. We, we, we criticized teams on here before about, you know, teams like Rick Ware Racing who have taken necessary steps now to improve their program. Spire now doing – I mean, me and Brett used to joke around, Spire had three charters didn't own a race car. You know, they, they would, le- you know, lease cars yeah. or lease the charters out. And, and you know, so – they're definitely doing exactly what they need to do to get better. And now it's just the process of how can they get better and, and how much of a step they're going to take a step forward this year. There's no doubt about that. It's just yeah. how, how, how much of a step forward it's can they take? Like the step we took last year. Like, yeah. I don't, it, it, you can't, we won't be able to, that'll be hard Some, to repeat. Something that I think might hamstring Aspire a little bit is the, the fact that Chevy is in this limbo year of the Ford and Toyotas are expecting to get a little bit better and, and they're kind of staying the same. Maybe I'm sort of small improvements somewhere, but you know, that might hurt them a little bit maybe moving forward next year when they get a new car and we don't, uh, you know, whatever the plans are, um, you know, they, they may take a bigger step, but that, that could hamstring them a little bit this year of taking a, a much bigger step. All right, let's kick off one of the it. What an idiot. Boy, I forgot about this segment. I know. I was going to tell you today. Man, you should probably come up early. <laughs> trying to think of what I might have saw this week. I mean, it could be off season. I'll tell you. You want to? You want? I'll oh, there are some good ones in the off season. I'll feed you an idiot, one idiot if you want to call him an idiot because I can't do it. Did you see the guy that got the lead in the race with ten to go, just below the corner every lap for the the following ten laps, like brakes locked up, sliding through? The guy that won the race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the left front, the last ten <laughs> laps of the race. I told Gabe Hart in the airport, I said, that car must have been unbelievable because that son of a missed every corner for the yeah. last eight laps and still I won the race. I think he flat spotted it once yeah, as well. well. And then it just kept going back to the same spot. But I don't, spot. I don't know if there's much load on that left front. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I just was, but yeah. I was laughing my ass off because he would he literally he got the lead from Ty and then locked the brakes up every corner. And then eventually, like TJ said, eventually after you do it for like two or three corners, it's just finding that same spot and locking yeah, it up goes there. To that spot. But it was so funny to watch. Yeah, that was uh, – <laughs> I mean, it, it, he just kept mis- like, like, dude, just stop. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. There was some, um, I think there was a, a handful of things in the off season though that uh, some things happened in the Chili Bowl that were probably what an idiot worthy. Oh God! 
every year now. We, I mean, yeah, there's you got to hold these kids' hand, I guess, and make sure safety equipment's yeah, on. Yeah, that, that was probably my, I don't Yikes. know who it was or how it happened. But I don't even know. Who, I can't remember <clears> who the driver was, but I seen it was seen a helmet flying off. Like, you yeah. have his helmet let, let cinched on. That's, that's, God, that's rule number one. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that's scary. Um, I don't know. I, don't I got know. I got so uh, I'll have I got one for sure, and maybe an honorable mention for you. Uh, for sure, the Andretti F one deal, like what? Yeah, we didn't see this invitation to this F one meeting because it went to our spam folder. Like this is the best we can do. Like that—that's the excuse for Cohen with here. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody has any backstory, but from what I read, you know, they obviously got rejected for their bid, which is sucks for America. Uh, yeah. You know, like American motorsports. Um, but then it came out that you know Formula One invited them to this meeting about you know going over this, and they never responded. And then they they <laughs> came back with we didn't respond because we never saw the email. It was in our spam folder. Like how the fuck does that happen at this level? But you would think You're talking like, hundreds of millions of dollars on the but line. You think, here. But yeah, but there there has to be more than one email that gets sent. <laughs> Listen, out. I'm just going off of what I, I know. Read but last like, night. do you not think there's a phone call? Be like, hey, we noticed you guys haven't responded to this email. We're just checking to make sure. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened at SRX. Like, I know I don't know. I don't want to call anybody an idiot, but this this deal went down pretty bad for me. For but left a bad taste in my mouth where you have. You make a schedule. You have tracks. You tell your tracks that you're going to to start selling tickets to these events around Christmas time. And then you don't have a series. They have, you know, these tracks are selling tickets as a Christmas holiday package, whatever, you know, because they got the go-ahead from SRX to do it. And then we get to, you know, a couple months out of the season starting, whatever, a handful of months out, and they just shut the series down. You know, somebody like, uh, you know, Thunder Road came to mind right away because they really got hosed. They, they, they didn't they, even get they, the race. They, they, had, they did a lot of infrastructure there to have this race. They laid out a lot of money, you know, for last year to get the race, and then the race got canceled because of weather and flooding. And now they're, they're like the, the caveat was, all right, we'll come back next year, and, and you know, we'll, we'll just do that. And now they're never coming back. So now yeah, you, you, you're out all this money, and they had to refund the fans last year when the when the ticket sales, you know. So I mean, that's a that's a tough deal, and I, you know, it's not it's not. And nobody's an idiot, but the the the, the that was just a ba- bad business practice, in my opinion. It left a bad taste in my mouth, where you kind of left these tracks out to dry when you probably knew or had should have had an idea, maybe to hold off a little bit on ticket sales and whatnot. I just so, blame Paul Tracy. Yeah, no. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> all right. DBC picks for Daytona. Well, I have my pick if you'd like me to you go. You can go first, Casey. Have at it. I'll take Riley. Riley Herbst. <laughs> you were in a hurry to do that. <laughs> Had it planned, guys. What an idiot. So somebody fed her that one for sure. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. I just planned ahead. I mean, you don't want to win the race? <clears throat> it's literally Daytona. Anybody could win. Hey, listen, Riley was fast. Then. Yeah, he Second did a great race. job. I'm not saying that, but you think you would go if you, you the object is to win the race. Well, yeah, look at look at the last to... look at the last three 500 winners, right? I know yeah. guys yeah. like Cindric and, and Riley's like done well mm. at super speed. Stenhouse. So. so you think Riley's going to win? Okay, I'm going to gotcha. I'm going to qualifying results, not race results. For it's my anybody. Pick, just so you know. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, who's going next? You want to go, TJ? No, nah, you go ahead. I got to look at a list here first. Who are we going to give Brett? Should we just pick for him? Some Kaz Grala? Oh, is he racing? AJ Allmendinger. He would probably pick Justin Haley. He probably would. Probably would. Maybe I should pick him just so you can. Oh, my God. That'd be good. Are we laying up? I'm or picking what? Justin Haley. 
I, fi- I, I knew you were going to do that. That's a good pick. Oh, man. That's not a layup either. That kid can draft. He's won a, you're, he's won you're a lot of great races. You're laying up. I mean, it's obvious. If, it's I'm like picking, a, if you made me pick <clears throat> the bet, uh, which we can't bet, but if you made me bet to win the race, I mean, no, I wouldn't so pick. So it's like Justin an alley layup type yeah, thing. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm hoping he gets a solid top 10 and you guys all wreck. Uh, Ooh. <clears throat> what? Brett picked Haley. <laughs> yeah, but Brett's not Brett's here. Brett doesn't pick. He's not, he's not, he doesn't pick before me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not by last year's rules. <laughs> You got that list still? He want Haley. He can have Haley. I'll pick. Bring you, let me see your list. He can have Haley. Uh, since we're all like laying up here, he can have Haley. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Ricky Stenhouse. Ooh, all right. So he was on my list, but <clears throat> I will go with Ryan Priest. That's a good pick. <laughs> I like Ryan. Hopefully, he keeps it on all fours this year. Yeah, um, that's good. Good picks, Casey. You made a pick, right? Um, I did. So, so does Justin? Is just? I mean, is Riley locked in? Yeah, he's in the Rick Ware car, right? Uh, I, I think, think he's, he's yeah. Locked, yeah, yeah. So he's locked in. So moving on to Daytona, what can fans expect as we watch the race? Um, uh, kind of the same thing uh, we saw last year. There's not really. I don't think there's any changes to the package, right? Just the cars are a little different. But, you know, the, the Ford and Toyota cards are a little different. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of guys look for each other that have been working with each other. We're going to see the same thing we've seen at these last couple of plate races where fuel is gold. And saving fuel will be the prerogative of <clears throat> yeah. most of the teams because you want to, no matter what happens all day long, you are setting up yourself to put in the least amount of fuel on the last pit stop. So... Whenever that comes, that's 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 basically become the entire race, the last two races of whoever can cycle to the front stays there usually because we can't really get a third line going. Patience becomes now more of a virtue than anything because I tried to be aggressive last year with Bubba in traffic and it just hurt us. Um, so you know, guy like Denny, Denny was behind us. We started futzing around trying to you know pull up in front of the third lane and go forward. And I think Denny ended up like third at the second Daytona, and we ended up I don't even know somewhere in the teens or twenties. Um, so it's, but the, the, the biggest thing you'll see throughout the race is guys topping off when you don't expect it maybe, or saving fuel. If you see us three wide, that means somebody's saving fuel somewhere, uh, consistently three wide. Um, so that you see a lot of that, you know, and we'll you, know who it is. Yeah. You, yeah. The SNT data is very clear of, you know, and you'll yeah. see guys like late, if there's a gap between guys, mm-hmm. that means the guy behind that guy is not running hundred percent throttle. Yeah. Like they just feed me that information from the box cause they can watch SNT. Yeah. The engineers watch that they, stuff. They can us. see the guy behind me going, he's only running 80% throttle. So that means our line's not going to have any energy. Not, we're not going to be moving forward because guys in our line are saving fuel. So you might as well stay put. Or if, a, if somebody is coming up top with a momentum and, and they are pushing, you can get with them and, and jump everybody in that line. So it, that's a lot of that. And it's, it's just become a lot of fuel saving and a yeah, lot it's of. The only, <clears throat> only thing I can say to that, Freddie, is that this year Daytona is a little bit different. It, if it's hot for the race, it can, it's going to be there. I think there's definitely an opportunity to be more three wide um, legit because if guys can't hold the bottom and they're fighting their cars, it's going to be. It's tough there. You have big lifts. You have big lifts on the exit of four if it's hot and slick. So I think, um, you know, it could be it could be a lot more racy than the last, you know, than like Talladega was. We hope, I hope so. I, I really do. I just – it's just what this thing – but I don't love this package. It's, it almost – you can't really be as aggressive as – you know, you – I mean, you're a great plate spotter. You know, you, you could be – you could – if you fell to the back, you had no concern because you knew 
whether it was you or the guy you were working with, could get back up there. And right now, like if you get shuffled to the back with twenty to go, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get back there. Yeah. Um. So it is what it is, and that's what you can be looking for. You need help. Yeah. You need help. What um? We have, we have a little bit of help this year. I don't year, know. So. Uh, can you say everything you're spotting for yet? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I, mean as of right I know now, you can't go into drivers, but as of right now, I'm just gonna do. Uh, I'll have Bailey Curry all year at Nice Motorsports in the trucks, which is should be a lot of fun. He had a lot of um. He was pretty quick at the end of last year, and and uh, he's got a full year this year. So looking forward to working with him. He's young and and um, hungry to to run good. So, and it looks like I'm probably going to be doing anywhere from ten to fifteen races with JRM, whatever they decide on their fifth car. So, I'll be able to clear Dell Junior. In, in, oh yeah, <clears throat> how many? So oh, he probably hasn't announced what he's running yet. Um, Arca, are you going to Arca Daytona? Oh yeah, I'll have the. Uh, Andy, Andy J. Andy J. The gambler. Yep. Gambler Andy classic Jay. winner. Yep. He's had a pretty good off season. Yeah. Freddie, who do you have? Uh, I am going to spot for obviously Bubba. I am going to spot for Kyle Sieg in Xfinity. Um, unfortunately, found out pretty late in the off season that I didn't have an Xfinity gig. So luckily, Kyle still had an opening. So I'm going to spot for him this year. And I'm going to do Ty Dillon in the trucks at the nice. uh, Rackley War Truck. Willie Allen and them guys called me up a couple weeks ago. So all that stuff. I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm going to do the Arca race at Daytona. Oh. I'm actually not doing the Xfinity race at Daytona, and I'm excited about it. I was, I'm really <clears throat> excited. Billy Venerini had called me a couple months ago and asked about doing a handful of, of Arca races, and I was like, no, I'm just not interested anymore. Have? I am going to spot for Justin Bonsignor, who's obviously a very good friend of mine. I saw he, that. He, he, uh, he's running for uh, Rhett. Uh, I don't even know what the hell. The RJ trailers in the yeah, the trailers, here. The trailers right part, here. Part my backed up to it. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ritt's been a friend of mine for a long time. So Justin called me. Uh, I spotted for Justin back when he was probably, I don't know, 15, 16 years old at Riverhead. Um, and I've just been really good friends with his family for a really long time. So if anybody was going to get me to leave the hotel to go do Arca Racing, it's going to be Justin. So hopefully we'll have a good run with that. And uh, hopefully everything goes well out there. I'm looking forward to working with Ty and the guys at Rackley. Is Brett still couch racer or? Uh, I I can't tell you exactly what Brett's doing. Brett's <laughs> going to spot this year. He's going to spot a no handful of cup races. Right? Um, yeah, he's going to be actually primary at a couple ovals and stuff too. He's got a deal worked out where I think it's I don't know maybe eight races, something like that with with uh, with a fairly prominent team that's going to run I guess an extra car somewhere. Nice. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna do some of that stuff and then I'm sure he'll be maybe backup spotter at road course or something. He's trying to get me to get him on the second deal over there but i think he was just looking for t- sneakers probably so uh same it didn't well then he's got enough <laughs> yeah no shit. Uh, six hours jared said i took him to take pictures of i hope thing. they paid him extra for that um, what uh, you know what i should give one idiot to whoever picked out jared's um what, what do we Best. call that bib can we call that a bib for jared <laughs> His- um 512 like you're one number off from being perfect if it was 511 those are his two drivers he, you know he kisses kyle's ass all the time and then obviously he's up danny's ass um <laughs> so you know that would have been just a perfect deal and you miss it by one number well whoever is listening if you make that decision make sure you change yeah. it change it up for daytona you still have time <laughs> uh i know i saw a few <clears throat> tweets asking where to go in daytona obviously oyster pub uh yeah we'll probably be there I'm Roman. only, which I'm usually there all week, and I'm only going down Wednesday. It's the first time in probably literally 20 years I'm not going to New Smyrna. Maybe early. I'll live tweet the Xfinity race. Maybe I'll <laughs> yeah, sit on the roof and live roof, tweet yeah. it. <laughs> that way, tap, you, that way it doesn't sh- annoy you. Tap me on the <laughs> shoulder, like, hey, what are you, what, what are you doing there? Why'd you make that? Yeah, move? I'll be like the roof, <laughs> the roof tweeter. Um, but uh, yeah, we usually Oyster Pub's fun for us. We always end up there at some point. Um, that whole area right there, there's Oyster Pub. There's a Cody Ugly Bar. There's another bar down the street from that. 
You we can't go, go wrong sometimes. in that industry. In that area. Um, the gar- I mean, go, you go can. Go to the garlic to eat. Go to the garlic. Oh, yeah. New Smyrna. That's good. Um, yeah, the Brickyard's so back open. Brickyard's um, back open, yep. yeah. I've heard that it's the same as it was, I heard. Um, so go there. I found another restaurant there. That you, it's called the Orman Garage. Oh, really? It's a little bit north, um, but it's really nice. like a little brewery type thing. Got really good food. So. Well, I'm sure you can find you these there? guys there at you some know, point. It's a nice place. <clears throat> we don't go to nice places. We go to no, that, that is true. <laughs> Big Al's. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. Apparently, Chai goes there for lunch like every day. So Big Al's? I don't really, I don't want to know. Big Al's but is yes, great. Yes. Big Al's has got good food. I, I mean, yeah. I agree, but I yeah, there's from, something there going on. There. Call him. He, what time does he go to lunch? He's in Ocala for the week. Oh. Uh, there's no off season, so. Oh. Biker he bounces around Ocala. between there and scores. For I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> Anyways, good buffet. <laughs> thank y'all for listening to the first show of 2024. I know the best is yet to come. Have a great week. Hopefully, I'm late for the show after Daytona. That's what uh, I said. Uh, we're working on a pretty cool guest for Daytona, and hopefully, Brett has already asked to move the show later. So yeah. Which Does is, Brett not know that we record at nine 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 thirty on Mondays? Brett like talk shit about everybody that like flew commercial for years because he was easily just jumping on a team mm-hmm. plane, and now he's living in the world of having to fly commercial on Saturday Sunday night or Monday morning. And All them other guys make it home before. I he, still fly like, commercial <clears throat> and make it in time for the show. I, I so. think he's just lazy with it. Uh, he he is. Well, no, it's not lazy. It's the fact that he wants to go out after, and he's not going to get up early enough to make it here on time. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> so that's not lazy. That's just Brett being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Well, hopefully uh, Daytona. What else good. you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Well. We can keep going. Can somebody have lunch delivered? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All right. I got a. I got a date. Uh, <laughs> we got to go. Big house. All right. See ya. Have, have a good week. week. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.